0: You know, one of the things that I see among my, my successful author friends is that each of them is just like relentlessly themselves and they're always chopping things away that doesn't feel like them. And when we, when we talk in like our little writer Facebook groups uh, and they're saying, my publisher wants me to do this or that, several of them have, have said no and kind of said like, if you don't like it, you can
1: cancel my book deal. Well, hello, this is Stephen Campbell, and you are listening to The Author Biz, where we discuss meaningful ways to get better results with your author business. Thanks so much for spending some of your time with me this week. You know, I heard something the other day. Uh, Someone was talking about writing a clickbaity type headline for a blog post, and they suggested 73 new social media platforms you need to start using today to promote your author business. You know, I was horrified by the idea of someone actually doing that, and then I thought about it for a little while and realized it would probably work. It'd probably drive a lot of traffic to someone's website. Uh, of course, we don't do that kind of thing here. We like to focus on things that are a little bit more uh, concrete, let's say. And one of the things that we like to focus on are strategies that make sense and are sustainable. My guest today is Ed Szeski. And Ed has just published a book called Write Without Crushing Your Soul. Ed published his book last week on November 10th. And when we recorded on November 12th, he was a category bestseller at Amazon and, and ranked in the top five in two other categories. So he had a very successful launch. And what Ed talks about in the book are the kinds of common sense, sustainable principles that I think we can all get behind as authors. Ed's book is about building a sustainable career as a writer, Uh, but a part of that book is marketing, promotion, networking, things like that, and that's what we focus in On with this interview. Uh, We talk about things like understanding your readers. Uh, There's a quote in the interview that I used in the intro clip about being yourself relentlessly, which I loved as a way of marketing yourself and your work, Uh, making long-lasting connections with readers and potential readers and being consistently helpful to them. So we talk about all of that, and then near the end, we get into the specifics of the launch plan that Ed used for his book to launch it as a category bestseller at Amazon. As always, we'll have show notes for this episode at theauthorbiz.com. While you're there, please sign up for the email list. I've commissioned a study and found that people who subscribe to the Author Biz email list are 62% more likely to find great parking spaces during the holiday shopping season, so, keep that in mind when you go to the website. If you get a lot of shopping to do, those parking spaces can be important. One last thing before we get to the interview I want to thank a few people for leaving very nice podcast reviews at iTunes. Adam Hennig from the United States called it the perfect podcast for indie authors. Bill Peschel, also from the United States, says it's one of the best podcasts about the business of being a self published author. Wally R one two three from Canada calls it very helpful. Uh, Deborah Coons from the United States, and Deb's going to be a guest on the show here shortly, says it's a must for authors. And Evans the Telly in the UK says it's a top resource for authors. So thanks very much for everyone who left those reviews. And if you'd like to leave a review and you're not quite sure how, if you check the show notes near the bottom, you'll find a link to a post that I wrote about leaving reviews on iTunes. So, again, thanks very much for being here, and let's get started with Ed Szeski. And as you can tell by the way this interview starts, I had a little trouble with his name. Ed Szeski. I'm going to do it again. Ed Szeski. All right, I'm doing it wrong. Szeski? That's it. That's okay. it. Szeski, yep. All right. That's it. I should leave this in. Ed Szeski, <laughs> welcome to the Author Biz. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: This is the real-time nature of podcasting. I get names wrong all the time, and I normally keep them out, but I think I'm going to leave that in because it's uh, kind of a fun way to start the show. It's uh,
0: of my life right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have just released a book. We're recording on November 12th. You released the book on November 10th. The book's called Writing Without Crushing Your Soul, and I had the opportunity to read it. It's a very common-sense approach to the business of writing, and I'm thrilled that you're here with us today
0: hey thanks so much for having me it's great to talk about it
1: and uh, so what we're going to focus on today is uh, the common sense marketing and promotion strategies that you talk about in the book but just to give listeners a little sense of how it all works for you you released this on the 10th i checked amazon this morning on the 12th and you're category number one in uh, publishing and books so congratulations to you it works Thank you. Yeah. And, and I'm also
0: in the writing skills category. I'm beating out the APA style manual. Oh, awesome. And so I've always (laughs) wanted to be better than a reference manual. So that's really a life, a life goal right there fulfilled.
1: And you have, you've got to just copy that out or cut it out and put it on your website. And, And by the way, I love your website because I love that Hemingway theme. It's a, it's, it's a wonderful theme for writers, I think.
0: Thank you. Yeah. You know what? Like that's part of, part of my whole strategy is like, uh, specialize in what you can, you know, what you can do best, and then if there's a simple way to, you know, make things work, just go with what
1: works. So Hemingway, it is, you know. And you're hosted on WordPress, right? This is a WordPress.com site.
0: Yeah, my last site had so many issues. It was self hosted WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still it's still pretty infected with viruses and stuff. So, oh, uh, I just switch everything over to WordPress.com, and you know, just. Keeping it simple, Um, I'm not selling a lot of products, I'm just selling my books, and so that's the the goal, is to get people to join my newsletter, uh,
1: buy some books, and that's it. And... I want to send people to your website for a couple of reasons. One, one to, to subscribe to your newsletter. But another, we have a lot of listeners with WordPress.com sites, and people struggle with with getting subscriber widgets onto their site. And what you do is bypass the need for a widget, and you just created a little button that said subscribe to my newsletter, and then you've got another one subscribe to my posts. It's a great example for how to do that.
0: Thanks. Yeah, well, Tim Grawl is kind of my... Uh my, like, mentor just by way of, like, I read his books and I do mm-hmm. whatever Tim Grawl tells me to do. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what you can do with WordPress is you can pin a post at the top of your page, too. Mm-hmm. So if someone, someone goes to your website, you can just pin something. So I just pinned, uh, you know, if you're new, start here. And it's just, you know, get two free ebooks for joining my newsletter. And then I also have the subscribe button in the sidebar uh, for my newsletter at the very top. And I um, actually... Uh, I had a post go viral where I had, you know, it was something like 500,000 people a day. And I had a book at the top of my sidebar when that happened the first day. And I had two sales that day. Uh, (laughs) And so then I moved my newsletter subscribe button to the top and I had like, Something like 100 to 150 subscribers a day. Uh, so if you're looking for like a return on investment for, you know, placing something on your sidebar, get that newsletter subscribe box up there with a with an offer of something high value that's useful for people. And uh, you know, don't don't make the sales there. Like you'll make the sales down the line once people sign up.
1: Absolutely. And we'll get to that in a little bit, the whole idea of the value of the newsletter, because it's something that we preach here. And I've had Tim on the show before, and Tim is Tim is just a fantastic podcast guest. But let's let's get into your book. I want to quote something from your book, a line from your book. Book marketing is the land of trial and error not the land of sure bets. I mean, nothing could be more true than that. How do you, in your own mind, how do you define author marketing?
0: You know, I... uh I just defer all those kinds of questions to Tim Grahl. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you do that in the book sometimes too. I do,
0: I do, yeah. I, I try to make the book really evergreen, but I definitely, uh, I think that Tim Tim Grahl has some real evergreen advice. It's just like you know, make long lasting connections with people and and be relentlessly helpful and just provide like meet a need for them, and that's that's really. Um, and that's you know, and if book marketing's that, then uh, it's not necessarily even about getting the most sales or the most subscribers. It's just did I help people? Uh, and if you can check that box, then mm-hmm. you can be really happy with that, and you don't have to look at a certain sales number or a certain sales ranking to like validate yourself as a writer or or whatever.
1: And now, having read your book, I while well, I congratulate you on on ranking in these two different categories and and ranking number one in one, I know that's not the way you validate yourself as a writer.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, kind of the the overall premise of the book is to give people an, like kind of an overview of just like a healthy. Kind of boundary focused way of just having a career as a writer without kind of losing the other parts of yourself. So one of the one of the things that I draw from is soul care. It's a it's a Christian concept. Uh, it's yeah. You know, there there are definitely some Christian elements of the book, and it's the kind of thing where I think that anybody of any faith tradition or non faith could benefit from learning to some of those principles that have kind of endured throughout centuries, kind of been passed down uh, about about caring for your soul and uh and not losing sight of of your priorities and, and finding that balanced approach to having a kind of a, a slot in your life where this is where my work goes, this is where my family goes, this is where my personal or spiritual renewal goes and, and mm-hmm. guarding those guarding those slots and
1: keeping strict boundaries. And we've all we've all gone through the, the process where you're trying to do so many things that the boundaries just get com- not blurred, just obliterated, because we're so okay. focused on the new release or this new social media platform or this new thing that somebody said works like a charm. Uh, it, it's, it's really, it, it sounds simple to, to say that you're going to establish these boundaries, but it can't be that easy.
0: Right. Yeah. No, it's I think it's trial and error. I mean, like, you know, one of my friends, uh, Addie Zierman, who wrote a a fantastic memoir, one of my favorite memoirs, probably, uh, when we were on fire, uh, she joked on Twitter that uh, is this. You know, if if your soul's already been crushed, can you benefit from this book? And <laughs> that's absolutely because my soul was crushed over and over again because I wanted to be validated by my popular mm-hmm. uh, influential friends. I wanted to be validated by sales. I wanted to be validated by book deals with big publishers. Uh, you know, like if, if you can like think of uh, a bad thing that could happen to an author, it's probably happened to me or at least… <laughs> Some version of it's happened to me, mm-hmm. uh, so I've you know, This this is kind of out of the the crucible of being <laughs> crushed quite a bit, and uh, it's a it's a it is trial and error. And I think that you know that's probably one of the first steps you can learn is to to be kind to yourself and just embrace the process of of publishing
1: and getting your work out there. And the process of making these connections that you mentioned earlier that that form marketing, it's it's a long term process. I mean, you did write this incredible viral post. And I actually saw the post on your site and saw the number of Facebook shares and I'm like, oh my, (laughs) that must've brought your site down. But, um, you know, that's, that's an anomaly that doesn't happen every time you write a post. Uh, so how do you connect on a, on a daily basis, a weekly basis with, with readers and add new, add new connections?
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, you know, one of the things that I see among my my successful author friends is that each of them is just like relentlessly themselves, and they're always chopping things away that doesn't feel like them. And when we when we talk in like our little writer Facebook groups, uh, and they're saying oh, my publisher wants me to do this or that, several of them have have said no. And kind of said, like, if you don't like it, you can cancel my book deal. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so seeing some people who have some clout where the publisher had to kind of back down if they want their their bestseller in a couple of years, uh, you know, that's that's been a really healthy thing for me to see is just people relentlessly being themselves. So that's that's a big part of it is just, you know, I'm going to be myself. And and so the, the, the investment in a lot of ways is finding your own voice. Mm-hmm. What do I care about? What do I want to write about? And I think it's also kind of just kind of drilling down into kind of a, a niche, niche or niche, uh, <laughs> category, <laughs> you know, cause it's like, this book is about, it's, it's like, it's soul care for writers, right? It's like, it's like kind of like a Christian spin on, uh, having a publishing career. It's kind of unique. Like it's, uh, and it, it's narrow, like it hasn't done great when I've, uh, I did a, a bargain book promotion. I got like, uh, you know, maybe 20 sales off of that promotion, mm-hmm. Um, you know, didn't do didn't do very well on a, on a list. You know, where I, I targeted you know Chris, I targeted their Christian list instead of their nonfiction list, which probably was a mistake in retrospect. But anyway, it's you know trial and error, right? Uh, but you gotta you gotta drill down into. A niche, and that's where this book has really caught on. Is all these uh, writers who who want to have a healthy, balanced approach to their career, who want to have some kind of a spiritual element to their lives, like that's this is resonating with them, and it's speaking to them, and and so that uniqueness and that uh, focused nature, I think, has really helped. And that's kind of something I tried to do across all my writing is kind of try to you know find a, a way to actually narrow my focus more. Uh, and the stuff that I've done in the past that has been less successful has been. The broader stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. And because you've been through all of this and and you write about it in the book, uh, you mentioned some times where you you didn't do these things and you were flying all over the place trying to do too many things at one time, maybe during launches or things like that, as you were beginning to establish these boundaries. And as we discussed earlier, we all have that problem. Is there like a, a general cure for you know, something that you do when all of this stuff starts flying around in your head.
0: Yeah, I mean, social media is just such a blessing and a curse, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's such a great way to meet people and network and, and get the word out about stuff. But it also can be a source of uh, envy and frustration and seeking validation when you really shouldn't be seeking it from there. Um, I, I have found definitely um, there is a practice called the examine Um, E-X-A-M-E-N there's a a Jesuits uh, app that I use but you can find all kinds of stuff online and like I said this is like a Christian practice but it's also just really really good for uh, anyone who (laughs) is interested in writing and what it is, it's just a daily reflection on your day Mm -hmm. about what's good, what's, what's bad, what's discouraging, what's encouraging. And, uh, that's a really helpful thing to do every day and to kind of track your progress. And, and if you do that every day for like three months, you'll start seeing some patterns emerging and you'll start realizing, Oh, like I, I better get to bed earlier. I, I better start waking up earlier to get my work done, or maybe I should exercise, or maybe I need to deal with my anger or my stress, or or uh, maybe I need to get the um, what is it called the the self control app uh, <laughs> to shut down social media. Maybe I mm-hmm. maybe I should look in the buffer uh, to kind of you know do like kind of batch my social media stuff in, in you know one burst and kind of leave it you know, for a while and let it kind of take care of itself. So uh, there's definitely, like, I think this maintenance, that's a big thing, uh, just to kind of maintain. I've got another book called Pray, Write, Grow mm-hmm. that's all about uh, kind of spirituality and, and writing and, and how the two can kind of help each other out. And that, that kind of gets into some more of that that idea of maintaining yourself personally as a, as a writer.
1: And just an aside, you mentioned the self-control program. I don't know. Maybe you call it an app. I'm not sure exactly what we call things now, right. um, but I, I remember I, I have it sitting on my Mac and I remember the first time I launched it and set it for four hours. And it, it was, <laughs> my heart was racing when I was doing it. It's like, what am I going to do? What if I need to do something? And, <laughs> uh, and then yep. of course, 20 minutes later, I'm trying to do these things and I can't do it, but it's been a real blessing. I I don't do it for four hours anymore. I I might do it for two and then pop out and and check on some things and then do it again for another two. But I I really like it. It's a powerful, for those of us who have no self-control, it's a very powerful thing. Right.
0: Right. And and the thing is, no one one does. Like, we all think that, like, we're the horrible person that doesn't have self-control. Nobody has (laughs) self-control. Everybody struggles with this. Everybody has doubts and, and fears and envy and, like, like, Join the club. Like, just face it, deal with it, and then, like, let's let's move on, you know?
1: <laughs> All right. There's, there was a section in your book that I was looking for, and I didn't see it. And that's the section on these are the exact social media platforms and tactics that you should use to be successful as an author. Why didn't you put that in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of the focus of the book is that you can find, like – you can find, like um, – I mean, there, there are, like, lots of books that are really good books, like Michael Hyde's platform book and Joanna Penn's uh, – uh, marketing book. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like they're both like really good books, but, uh, for a lot of us, we're just going to ha- hit like that information overload, uh, point where it's like, there's only so much you can do. And so that's why I've really valued someone like Tim Grahl, who not to like put him like against those people, but like his, his deal is that he like narrows it down to like, here are like three or four things that you should probably do like a lot. Um, and so I, and I think that those three or four things are going to be really different for everybody. So, you know, my one author friend, Emily Freeman, she has like a massive, uh, Instagram following and she does a lot of stuff with images and pictures Mm -hmm. and, and she's just like really artistically inclined in that way. Uh, and then my other friend, uh, Tish Oxenreiter, who does the art of simple website, um, She's she like started out this this really successful blogger and then she found out along the way that she loves podcasting and so she kind of like started diverting some of her energy in that way and and so um, and her blog's still really successful but um, there like really isn't one way to do it and I've seen lots of different ways to do it so um, that's that's definitely part of the the focus of this book is to help provide some some ways for people to think about what's a sustainable way forward where, where are the two or three places I can really focus my energy.
1: Right. And the thing that works for you, um, which in in, in a lot of what you do, a lot of blogging, you're a great blogger, uh, you write a great email message to your email list, Uh, some authors just aren't going to be able to blog. It's a different skill than the novel writing or book writing in general. Um, For some people, that might not be a thing they can do. Twitter might be something that works. I, I know Twitter works brilliantly for Joanna Penn. Uh, right. For other people, Twitter is a complete waste of time. And if we try and just see what someone else is doing and going, I want the results that they got, so I'm going to do what they did. Uh, as you point out so so eloquently in the book, that it doesn't work.
0: Right. I mean, and that's that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people um, see see someone like Joanna. Uh, on Twitter and, and just the way she's built this massive following. And uh, you know, that's one of the first things I hear from new authors. They, they say, well, I can't build a Twitter following or I don't want to be on social media. And it's like all right, well, then don't <laughs> Oh <You know?
1: laughs> uh, that's funny and and uh, all right, let's let's transition a little bit. You, you have a section in the book on networking. and that's also something that as authors, sometimes we do it without realizing we do it because in a lot of instances, we're trying to help one another out. And that's, that's networking. But sometimes you need to ask for help yourself. And, and you offer some very specific guidance on how to ask for that help. Would you mind sharing some of that?
0: Yeah. Um, so my, my basic rule is that I don't ask for help unless I could see myself helping that person in the future as well. So I don't want it to be like a one way street. It has to be a two way, uh, exchange as, as colleagues and as, you know, you know, as equals, so to speak. So that's, that's one of my biggest rules for networking with people. Uh, but also it's just, you know, find people who care about the same stuff and have fun together and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, involve people in the process. Um, that's, I, I had a Facebook group for, uh, contemplative writers that, um, you know, I kind of was throwing out some of the, the, the ideas and some of the things in this book with them. And I was really amazed at how many of them uh, jumped in to, to help me without me even asking them to help. Uh, and that's pretty amazing. So, like, just to, like, have that community of people and to, like, you keep telling yourself, well, I don't, I don't know if they want to hear about this. And like, actually, like, if you bring people into the process and, and share your, your unfinished thoughts, uh, they get really excited and invested in, in what you're doing. And so mm-hmm. uh, that's also been a really helpful thing that I've seen kind of grow out of this book as well.
1: We're running a little bit short of time. Uh, what I'd like to finish up with is you've just done this brilliant launch for your book. And you landed, as as we said earlier, category number one. Let's sort of walk through the process for you. When did you start planning the launch for this?
0: Uh, like a month ago, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Uh I basically duplicated what I did for PreyWrite Grow. So it was like I knew in my head what needed to happen, but uh but yeah, like I don't recommend a month to prepare for a release. It's not <laughs> not ideal. That and
1: sounds pressure packed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so you know, one of the things that I did was I obviously I offered ebook and print copies to anybody who would review it. Um I didn't even come close to getting it out to all the people I wanted to get it out to, but um, I think it's so important to just get the book into the hands of people who will read it. And um, you know one
1: of the things that I do is and how how did you know who those people were?
0: Yeah, so as I'm so like I, I usually blog uh, about related topics related mm-hmm. to the book. And I'll just post things, updates about the book, you know, all throughout the summer, like when I was working on it in fall. Um, I'll just post stuff about the progress and what I'm working on, what the book's going to do, covers, you know, get people to vote on that. And I just kind of keep a mental track in my head of like, all right, who are the people who are really passionate about this book? And and so those people who are liking it and, you know, who maybe join conversations in my contemplative writers group who, you know, kind of share some of the struggles or I had in mind as like, okay, this person might be interested in this. Like, those are all the people I try to you know, get the book too. Yeah. So I, I got people working on reviews. Uh, I did a big, kind of a big drive just to get my newsletter subscribers, uh, to pre-order it. Um, that's not, that's not as effective now for Amazon because they kind of, even like with pre-orders, they count those as sales, like, Um, in the moment, like they don't, it's not like you drop the book and it's like 200 sales automatically. They, let um,
1: let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I understand what you're saying about the, the way Amazon has changed that. And it, you're right. It does make it a little bit less appealing, but you mentioned you made a big push to get, um, people to pre-order. What did you do? Because I know for some of us, we might send out an email with an ask one time. We might post something on our blog one time. And then anything beyond that, we might think, "Uh, you know, we're just bothering people. I don't want to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, This is kind of, I'm really glad you asked that. So the first email I sent out to my list, uh, and this was after I did a a bunch of noise trade, um, I did a bunch of noise trade promotions where I was uh, giving away books for free, creating space. I did a a working writer's companion with a couple of friends. Uh, So we added like, I added like 2,000 people to my email list, uh, like right before like the book released too. So like I, I, you know, bumped up my list a, a good bit mm-hmm. uh, already. And so the idea was like, hey, just join my list. Here's a cheap book. And I made all my other books cheap too for subscribers. But anyway, the email I sent out, the first one was was pretty much just like, here's my book. It's pretty awesome. You know, it's going to solve all your problems. You know, kind of sales, like marketing copy. I, I went all copy blogger on people <laughs> and it didn't do great. And so the following one, I was just like, I wrote about like the insecurity that you face, like releasing a book and people were like, thank you so much. And people were pre-ordering it. And like, and I realized that I've created this thing where like, like I've, I have worked so hard to be myself that the the one time that I'm not myself, I'm not successful. And so I have to be myself <laughs> if I'm going to be successful. That was a really awesome thing to realize. But, uh, but yeah, I have I have just every time I send out a newsletter, I have mentioned that I've got this book coming
1: out. You can pre-order it; it's cheap. Uh, and then my my and how many launch... people have have called you up at home and yelled at you for marketing too much to them. I'm guessing it's zero. Yeah. Nobody.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And even on my launch day, I sent out a, a newsletter. And I had a, a big, you know, kind of ad for the book and asked people for help. And I got to the, uh, you know, the pre-order thing, and I just said, blah blah blah, you know, great book, you know, blah blah blah, bye bye bye. <laughs>
1: I, I got that email, and, and that was really clever.
0: <laughs> and yeah, and people wrote to me saying, like, hey, that was that was really great. And so just kind of that self-deprecating, you know, look, I'm I'm selling something, I'm hoping you're going to buy it, and and you yeah, know, people get it, and they they like it when you kind of break down that fourth wall. I think.
1: <laughs> you know? Yes. Okay. All right. So y- you you connect with uh, possible influencers, got them copies of the books in hopes that they would do reviews. You've connected with your email list. What else did you do?
0: Yeah, the, one, one quick thing to change is I only I send review copies out to people who will just just kind of like average Joe readers. And okay. then for influencers, I ask for social media help or guest posts. Okay. Uh, and so that was the other thing is that I focused on just a couple of high profile guest posts. Um, you know, so Jane Friedman was really gracious to host me on her blog. Uh, and I wrote, a, I wrote a post for her that's, that's done pretty well. I think that's been probably one of the biggest factors in the book's success so far is that uh, it's just her, her site gets a lot of traffic. Her site
1: is amazing. And, and yeah. people, I mean, we all love Jane Friedman. So, yes, yeah, I, when she was a guest on this show, it, it, it's still the highest, the highest downloaded show of all time.
0: Yeah, yes. Nobody, nobody does it better than Jane in the, right. the publishing business. So, uh, anyway, so she was really gracious to host me, and I, I really worked – uh work my tail off to get a really good you know post to her and I, I think that's you know like a lot of people say in publishing at least in Christian publishing they say like publishing magazines and I have not seen any return for getting high profile magazine pieces out there really for the most part, uh, you know, maybe like a review has, has helped every now and then, uh, but like actually landing an article hasn't helped. But if you get a book, uh, a really great article on a high profile website within your, your niche or your category, uh, that is really helpful. And so, uh, that was kind of one of the big things. And so, um, I had a really simple, you know a, a simple like social media sharing plan for you know, just a little list of like here's you know here's a tweet you can send here's a facebook post you can send uh you know, here are some instagram things that i put together and to send out some emails to people personally um on
1: launch day and um and those two things are connected that this is the social media sharing plan was was you putting these pieces together and then emailing people or was was there more yeah. to it
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So one of the things I so one of the things I found out, um, and this is uh, something that a pretty high profile person told me was, you know, don't send me the book, the the link to the book, send me an article that you've written somewhere that I can share, um, because I don't want to just be this book promotion machine. Mm -hmm. And so what I've found is that I send people out the article links, and I send them out the or the blog links, uh, the blog links and the book links. So I can say, hey, like, you can share this article or you can share the book. And, uh, you know, so I think that people like to have options and that, that was also, I saw a good return from
1: that. Just That from, is an amazingly simple thing to do that I've never heard anyone say before.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Um, it's, it's worked really well. And, and also just with Instagram, I put together some Instagram things and, mm-hmm. and some people like to use Instagram. So it's like my, my deal is that I'm, I'm not really doing a lot on Instagram, but I'll put some Instagram stuff together for people to use if they want to do it. You know, like not everybody uses social media the same way. So, uh, you know, that, that worked out really well.
1: Okay, and then that's, you know, we're at launch day. Is it, that's that's basically it then, right?
0: Yeah, like I, I stitched together some some posts for my blog based on the book just to kind of keep the blog going. and mm-hmm. uh, But that was really low input. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just, I just, I notified, I just kept, you know, like one of the things that I really like to do with book launches is I just email people personally and just ask for their help um I, I did send out a couple like bulk emails and i sent out like to my newsletter list uh you know and oh and the other thing is uh book book deal sites so like mm-hmm. there's there's uh like bookbub like things, bookbub
1: things like uh,
0: that yeah uh, uh and there's also just like smaller ones that are really effective too that have like niche audiences so like there's like the thrifty christian reader mm-hmm. and i contacted them and said i said hey like i'm gonna have uh six books for a dollar and one book for two bucks uh next week you know if you could work me into your newsletter and um there's uh, uh modern mrs darcy is a a really great reader site you know so i just i submitted. Uh, you know, my, my book deals to Ann there, and she, she ran a couple of promotions, too, because she, she does Kindle deals every day. So, you know, just finding, like, smaller, you know, Kindle deal Twitter sites or websites, uh, you know, where it doesn't cost anything. It's just they're, they're using their affiliate code. So um, that that also really helped give me a nice bump. So the, the guest posts, the the Twitter deal sites, and then, uh, you
1: know, just asking friends and colleagues for social media help. Okay, so now we're two days post-launch, and looking out over the course of the next three months, uh, will you be doing other things? I know uh, the answer is yes, because I've read your book, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) for people who haven't read your book yet, uh, this is not the end of the line. This is not a one-time thing for you. It's uh, book promotion is just something that you do.
0: Right. Yeah. So, You know, one of the things I do is if I make a connection on Twitter and and someone just seems like they might really benefit from the book, I'll uh, I'll send them a direct message with with the links to the ebook files on Dropbox and just say, hey, like here's something I wrote. Um, You know, it might be useful if you enjoy it. I'd love a review. That's all. That's all I ask. No pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is just kind of keeping the guest post thing going every now and then. So, uh, you know, I've got I've got a couple of those either like a like guest. Guest posts on blogs or in people's newsletters, so that's that's kind of in the works too. Just to kind of keep maybe like one or two things a month along those lines, and and then um, you know I'm always I'm always collecting new news newsletter subscribers. So uh, I try to you know once a month I'll maybe drop the price down again, mm-hmm. and uh, you know contact all those new subscribers and say hey you know thanks for joining my list. Uh, here's my book. It's on it's on sale for a couple of days. And uh, that usually gives me a little bump in the sales rankings and kind of keeps me keeps me listed uh, at a higher a higher rate or higher uh, ranking.
1: Another good idea. So you're just going in and looking at recent subscribers and then a, a very targeted message just to them. Yep.
0: Yeah. I have a I have a you know Mailchimp. I just have a template, mm-hmm. and I just I have a couple of books that I always drop the price, and I just contact the the Twitter deal sites and and I contact the new subscribers and I say like, hey, like you know, I'm just running this for a few days here and uh
1: that usually you know brings in a couple sales and and helps keep things going well ed thanks this has been terrific where can listeners find right without crushing your soul
0: well obviously the you know the best place is amazon (laughs) but uh i've got it listed in ibooks i've got a you know a print version up on uh, amazon as well and Mm -hmm. uh nook and kobo and all the other e-reader sites so it's it's out there.
1: And where can people go to sign up for your email list? And you'll spell it if you would. I will put all of <laughs> yeah. this in the show notes. So if you're driving <laughs> around, you don't have to memorize this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, edcyzewski.com. And uh, it'll be right at the top. Can't miss it. You get two free eBooks.
1: Then I'll, uh, I'll send you some discounted books soon too. And and Right Without Crushing Your Soul is a terrifically helpful book. I found it very helpful. I, I would highly recommend it to listeners. Ed, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.